And I think it's really nice thing to do in life uh, to really give a shot and uh, really experiment a lot because you never know what a new opportunity can bring you. And especially, I think it happened a lot in the past uh, when I was hesitating, should I do it or not? But I end up meeting, for example, nice people who can connect me with other people in the future or who introduced me to different initiatives later. So it's really like a world is just a place where there are so many opportunities. And I just don't see why not trying different stuff and just finding what works better for you and what you are interested in. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital, Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine. Hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the little children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in France, in Switzerland, and in Ireland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom and in Norway, top 50 in Sweden, in Canada, in Italy, in Spain and in Jamaica, top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia, top 20 on Apple Poland, in Belarus and in the Netherlands, and top 10 in Finland, Romania, Cyprus, Thailand, and South Korea. So please keep supporting as we will reach together 100 interviews and many more, and follow the new Instagram about this project, Aziz.Future. My guest today is Andriana Labanets. Andriana Labanets is an Erasmus Mundus scholarship recipient currently following her studies in Rome, Italy. Prior to that, she has been doing her master's degree in Madrid and in Glasgow. In the past, Andriana also participated in Erasmus Plus exchange programs in Paris and summer school in Prague. Andriana sees the great value that the international education can bring for Ukrainians. Therefore, in 2020, she created the Upgrader Project in order to raise awareness about different academic opportunities abroad 
and help people to get into their dream programs. This Instagram-based project consists of news about scholarships, application process tips, and life abroad insights. It is now followed by students and young professionals, not only from Ukraine, but from other post-Soviet countries. Besides this, Andriana also invests her time in volunteering. The YEA's initiative, Eurovision Song Contest 2017, UEFA 2018, Yoga, and Deep Conversations. Her Instagram project page is up.grader, and she is doing great things in the world. Andriana, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. I'm great. Thank you. I'm really excited for today's discussion with you. Well, you said you like deep conversations, so you're in the right place. <laughs> and I'll <laughs> ask <hope> you. So. <laughs> you are. Let's see. We will go with my most favorite new question, which is this. These days, this period, these months, what has been going on in your mind? Something that you kept thinking about again and again, or just something that is going on on your mind in this period? Well, I have recently finished my last semester studies. So for now, I'm just doing language courses. And that means I have quite a lot of free time. So my last um, task was to understand how I can build my routine. So that was the main goal. I was trying to think in which fields is better for me to invest my time. So it's more beneficial for me and also for other people. And so I can acquire new skills and knowledge and so on. Thank you. So it's about building your routine because you have more free time and you're doing language studies, but you want to invest in yourself in order in order to add more value to other people and to the world, as well as improve your skills and choose which ones to focus on. Is this correct? Uh, yes, because I think when we have our lives scheduled, so when we are following the same routine every day, it's easy because we're just keeping up with it. But for now, it's like it takes efforts and discipline to create your own uh, day and how you're going to spend it, when you're going to wake up and what things you're going to do. And you should understand that you need to do it correctly. You need to do it in the right way for yourself. So it's like in the future, it will work for for you. In the right way. Does this mean you're perfectionist? I'm saying it just subjectively, so in the right way for me. Obviously, what in the right way means for me doesn't mean for all the other people. Uh, but I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist. I'm obviously trying to do my best. Uh, but if things go not in the way they were planned to go so, it's still fine. I'm just trying to adapt. And that's actually the quality which I'm trying to nurture in myself, to be adaptive and to be uh, flexible, especially I think it's very important in the current times when we cannot basically plan the things easily. To be adaptive and to be flexible. Well, I'm sure that in your exchange programs, that was a necessary skill. Can you first define what does it mean for you to be adapt adaptive and to be flexible, as well as share some stories of you being exposed to other places, other situations through your studies abroad that both 
allowed you to understand the importance of being adaptable as well as taught you some things about this that are valuable to share? Uh, I think this idea of uh, being adaptable and being flexible uh, came to me when I was doing my first experience abroad, so my semester in Paris, because you are moving to a new country and obviously you are exposed to many new things. So it's new environment, it's new people, it's new language, culture, and so many other things. And you, in a kind of way, you have to deal, deal with it on your own. So in many cases, you have to be flexible and you have to cooperate with uh, people who come from different backgrounds, from different culture. Uh, so basically, you start doing things which you are not used to do, uh, like you did, for example, in Ukraine every day, because I've been living 17 years in one country. So for me, it was uh, kind of a big deal. It was a new situation. And uh, yes, uh, and you're trying to solve some issues which could seem, for example, hard to deal with in, in Ukraine, and you are trying to cope with them in a new country when people not always speak your language so you kind of trying to challenge yourself and overcome those different problems thank you and that reminds me that some people were arguing that in history what allowed the british empire to extend all over the globe is that british people have tea time at the same time every day so they have a small routine that keeps them balanced even in new situations and in adapting to new cultures and new places. And you have lived in many places and needed to adapt again and again and again. And do you have such a hobby or an activity or something that really makes you feel balanced, makes you feel alive, and that supports your emotional balance and well-being? Um, I think having, first of all, having your own routine is important, but at the same time, if the things go in a different way, you need to learn how to be flexible and how to let things go. Uh, and at the same time, I think that uh, when you change route, like when you change the environment which you are in, uh, it's it's good, and in this way you can also change your routine, and it's obvious. And uh, I think for me, if I would say one thing, it would definitely be uh, yoga. I think a lot of people start doing it last year when the lockdown started. So did I. Uh, when I was studying in Madrid and uh, everyone was in this new situation and there was so much stuff going on in the life, uh, the study, uh, the studies were so hectic and there were projects and some initiatives and everyone was trying uh, to do something online to keep in touch with their friends and family. So I, at that time, I felt like I needed something to just a couple of times per week or one time per week at least to clear my mind and to be recharged. Uh, and uh, yeah, I started doing yoga and then that worked perfectly for me and I'm really glad that I'm still doing it until now so it's been almost a year I think I was quite successful at that I like that so that's part of your routine by definition because you sustained it for a year or maybe a bit more and when it comes to yoga what is your most favorite part about it is it just the anticipation and thought wow, later on or this morning, 
I will be able to enjoy yoga? Or is it just the beginning where you're unwinding and relaxing? Or is it when you feel your body fully relaxed and your muscles stretch? Or is it afterwards that feeling of being completely in flow and in, I don't know how you'll describe it exactly, but which part is the most valuable and meaningful to you about the yoga practice? Well, to begin with, I would be honest, when I start doing it, uh, I found many times it really hard uh, because maybe I didn't understand the technique at first and uh, the stuff, the important things just keep coming up in my head. So it was really hard, but um, uh, I moved and uh, it really started bringing me a lot of benefits. And if mentioning the most valuable one, I would probably name the first thing is that uh, for now, it's the ability that I can uh, distance myself from the outside world and I can clear my mind and spend this 15 minutes or 30 minutes just for myself. I'm relaxing, I'm recharging my body, I'm recharging my mind. And obviously, this exercises, the stretching, it also brings me just a positive feeling and a positive energy. So afterwards, I feel like I can... I can work again, I can start my day again, and I can do a lot of a lot of things. A lot of things, like Upgrader. Can you speak more about this project? What was like the story of it beginning? And did you notice some feedback from people you were able to help that really touches your heart? So share more about how it began. What do you do exactly there? and feedback from people who have benefited from your work. Uh, so I started this project last year around March and April. And uh, there was a period when I was kind of impressed uh, because I've been constantly hearing all these stories about people and uh, they've been in different difficult situations and they've been losing their jobs. So I, I really wanted to find something for myself which I can do uh, online, I can do from any parts of the world and at the same time somehow to contribute to other people's lives and uh, in the way that they can benefit from it. And uh, I was thinking and I realized that the thing which I know how to do is basically uh, related to international education about studies abroad because I did it many, many times and I went through this application process a few times. So I already knew all the insights and I felt like this is the time, this is the level when I can share this knowledge with other people. And uh, I started this project and uh, at first it obviously went quite hard. It was hard to uh, catch people's attention and so on and so on. But my idea was just to uh, share my story and share this knowledge which I have with other people uh, in Ukraine and in other countries and uh, to explain them that if I was able to do it, uh, then other people are also uh, able to do it in in their lives and uh, uh, I, I've got many clients from different uh, countries and uh, every time this is actually the most valuable the most precious thing for me 
to hear from uh, people which I worked with that they are succeeding in what they are doing. They are getting into their dream programs and they are studying in different countries all over the world. And for example, just recently, a few days ago, uh, one girl texted me that uh, she was invited to the interview stage for a very, very competitive program. And uh, it's just the words which make uh, a lot of sense into what I'm doing. And this is what be placed as a driver for me to work every day and to post more, to tell people more about all these opportunities. And it's it's like, really, I am following my goal. And uh, that was my initial uh, target to help people uh, achieve their dreams and now when I see the outcomes of my work it just makes a lot of sense for me and I'm really happy and I'm really grateful for it. Thank you. So a while ago when you noticed that people were losing their jobs and having many problems because of the pandemic you decided to add value and do something positive in the world and since you had multiple experiences going on exchanges, especially ones that are harder to get to. You have a lot of experience to share and you decided to start Upgrader. And therefore you got by sharing people who became your clients, many of them were able to achieve a lot of their dreams and even some got to interview stages and even got on programs that will be difficult. And therefore it makes sense to you that all your hard work is actually impacting people at a time where there are many problems and negativity. You are adding positivity in the world. Is this correct? Yes, exactly. It's always really nice to see the outcomes, the results, the successful results of what you are doing, especially if it is related to other people's lives. So having this idea in mind that I can do something which can help one person or a few people in this world is is definitely a valuable thing in the life, I think, for me at least. Thank you, that's great. And since you have experience in Ukraine and abroad in so many different countries and cities, whether um, Spain, France, in Glasgow or in uh, Roma, how would you de describe the similarities actually between Ukrainian people and people in those places where you have studied that you noticed and you thought wow i didn't expect this to be similar with ukraine but this is so ukraine uh, actually that's a very interesting question because uh, every time you are abroad especially if you are living there uh, in some somehow you're just trying to observe uh, the way how people live how people work how they collaborate between each other and you obviously reflect on how the things work in your country and uh, you're trying to analyze uh, if it's working in a better way or in a worse way and for me it was really a nice thing to see that uh, in many countries where I've lived people were really hospitable and really open and friendly uh, even if they didn't understand uh, your language or they couldn't speak English 
they were still eager to help. And this is actually the quality which I observed in Ukrainian people as well. And this is the thing which I've heard so many times from my foreign friends, friends who visited Ukraine. They always tell me that Ukrainian people are really nice and outgoing. And sometimes even if they are not really um, able to help you in a direct way, they will try to Google something for you or to explain you even if they don't know English or something like that. So that's really something which I really adore about our culture and about many countries where I've lived in the past. So in many ways, you believe Ukrainians, of course, are friendly and hospitable and helpful, but also people in the world are good people, are nice and helpful and share these traits with Ukrainians. Is this correct? Yes, that's true. And uh, maybe we can say that if you are sending the positive energy to the world, maybe you will receive it back. Maybe this is that approach. Or yes, we can say that uh, Ukrainian and uh, other people in the world, just in, especially in those countries where I've lived, they are nice people and always willing to help. You said if you're sending positive energy in the world, you will receive it back. Well, to you, since you're doing yoga, so I don't know whether that was a spiritual statement or what you mean with it exactly. What does energy mean for you? How do we cultivate positive energy? And how do you believe that energy attracts energy, whether negative attracts negative or positive attracts positive, so that we explore more of the spiritual side to you, if that was a spiritual statement, of course. Well, I think that it's just when we are talking about positive energy and sharing it with other people, and then when we, when we say that uh, you are most likely to get it from other people as well, uh, maybe it's just their approach to life when you are... When you are a positive person, you may be more likely to see some positive things which going on in the life rather than being skeptical and what, rather than being negative. So it's really an approach of seeing uh, an opportunity when other people can see a problem. And uh, how, when like talking about personal, internal positive energy, I think it's really individual. And uh, I'm sure that every person finds its own way to attain this energy. And I think it's when you can clear your mind and you can find uh, this space and time for yourself to uh, just to invest yourself. I think this is the way how you can attain energy, positive energy, and it gives a lot of opportunity to inspiration and creativity. Great. And you said to see opportunities when other people see problems. Well, that is by definition the perspective of an entrepreneur. So are you more entrepreneurial? Do you have entrepreneurial dreams and wishes? Or are you someone who thinks about having a career within a corporation and following that path? Which is the one that your heart desires most? Um, I think I have never called myself an entrepreneur, but I've heard from people who are around me that sometimes they say that I have some qualities of it. Uh, so maybe maybe it's true if those people really know me. Uh, I would say it's just, I said it because um, really it's just uh, an idea that 
you need to understand that in the life you'll see many problems and problems are normal and your goal should not be to uh, have no problems in life but rather to be able to again be uh, flexible and to understand how to solve a problem really fast and in an efficient way uh, so that is why I'm saying rather than focusing on the problems, it's better to see how you can solve them quickly and how you can turn them into opportunities and you can make them beneficial for you and for other people. And uh, uh, if speaking about uh, entrepreneurship and if I'm going to enter the corporate world, uh, maybe I think that's, I, I mean, I always give an opportunity, if I have an opportunity, I just grab it. And I think it's really nice thing to do in life, uh, to really give a shot and uh, really experiment a lot, because you never know what a new opportunity can bring you. And especially, I think it happened a lot in the past uh, when I was hesitating, should I do it or not? But I end up meeting, for example, nice people who can connect me with other people in the future or who introduced me to different initiatives later. So it's really like a world is just a place where there are so many opportunities. And I just don't see why not trying different stuff and just finding what works better for you and what you are interested in finding what works better for you and what you're interested in which relates to what you mentioned in the very beginning about setting up your routine deciding your priorities and what is important for you well if you can share that maybe there are other people who have free time and want to build a better uh, schedule and routine how do you view your priorities how do you choose which talents to develop and which initiatives to work on? And how does that process work for you of productivity, of scheduling your day and choosing your goals and priorities? Um, I think the main point here is that uh, you need to find something which um, resonates with your goals and maybe values in life and to what you think your heart resonates with. And in this way, uh, if you know that those things are important for you, then you're going to set up the priorities. And by having a, like a list of priorities, you can uh, find, for example, an education program or you can find different jobs which you might like or you can uh, the same way build your routine. Uh, because there are so many things which people can do, but it doesn't mean that they should do all of them. It's just like listening to your inner self and uh, understanding what you value the most, what are the important things uh, in your life, and just trying to follow the paths which just seem right to you. Great. So I have to ask you, because you mentioned about the heart resonance, and there are two strategies that people think about that seem to be contradictory in choosing your priorities and in your values. One, they say, look at the ideal person you wish to be or a role model, look at their values and priorities and be inspired and choose from that and then follow those priorities when choosing the programs or initiatives or schedule you work on which is based on role modeling or a perfect self. Well, other people say, we are not who we imagine or wish to be. We are who we are, and your priorities are your priorities. You cannot really try 
to change who you are because what touches your heart is there. Notice what you, touches your heart, what you love, and based on your emotions, those will be your priorities, even if they're not some great person's priorities. Well, they are your personal ones and choose those. Which camp or maybe a compromise or, uh, do you have and what is your perspective on this? Um, I would call myself a follower of the idea that all our values and mindset is basically constructed by the environment and just events and people which are in our life. So in this way, um, we can basically say that all our values, they probably are constructed, they are built because of something which happened in our past or because of our parents or because of the environment which we've been in the past. So I really think that this is something which could be changed throughout the life uh, just because you're going maybe through different stages uh, of your life or you changing the environments which you live in. So I would probably go for the second option. Yes, to follow your bliss, to follow your heart, like Joseph Campbell would say, that it's the main part of the hero's journey. And that's wonderful. And to you, since you laughed when I mentioned his name, which means you know him, then I have to ask, do you have a favorite kind of book or a favorite specific book or movie or song that really touches you and resonates with your heart? Um, well, I would say the first thing which popped into my head was uh, the book which I've heard in some of your uh, last episodes. It was called How Randomness Rules Our Life. And I just recently downloaded it. And I think this idea of randomness and chances, it really uh, comes along with me and with my perception of the world pretty much good so I would I would mention this book in this case uh, obviously I haven't like read it fully but I think I think I'm gonna like it and I think there will be a lot of things which I will find that I would agree with thank you it's an honor and yes you mentioned before to seize opportunities which really that book will argue for that because of chance and randomness the more you say yes to opportunities, the more you'll find one that will happen randomly, but it's not in a negative way, to be one that opens amazing doors and we cannot know that beforehand. So we cannot be critical before trying. We have to try and then see what happens. And that's really a beautiful, to me, perspective because a lot of people say no to things thinking, oh, it won't work or this is not the right thing. But in reality, you cannot know what will happen because randomness is a huge factor and therefore say yes, try and understand not everything will be perfect. But the more yes you say, the more you open variance in your life and possibilities for total transformation and change. And like you mentioned, people come into your life who can change everything. And comment please more on this since you mentioned People come into your life have been a factor when you were hesitant or something like that about a decision. Do you have a story you can share about this that could inspire others, especially people who are thinking about joining some uh, scholarships or programs, but maybe they think, oh, who am I to try to do that? 
or maybe, oh no, I'm not like the best person in the world, or what do I have to offer, or um, I already know it won't work for me, etc. Honestly, those last words which you mentioned, those are exactly the same thoughts which I had uh, when I was applying for my first international experience. So when I was applying for a semester in Paris, I was a sophomore student in Ukraine, and uh, I wouldn't say I was like the brightest of the group or the smartest. I was just like really open for a challenge, and I really wanted to try it. But honestly, I like I was almost sure that I would not be selected, and I am definitely not the right candidate for this program. But it ended up that maybe maybe it's the luckiness, maybe it's the randomness, or maybe the commission just saw something in me that they like they believed that I am the perfect candidate for it. And so I was selected and I went for it and it opened so many doors in my life. And probably if at that time I decided that I am not worth it and I decided not to apply for it, then probably I would not be here right now and I would not be talking to you and doing this amazing things which I'm doing. So definitely my suggestion to people out there who find themselves in a position when they hesitate about should they try something or not, then definitely try it. At least if you will not be successful, then in, the, in this case, you will be successful in the next one, or at least you will learn something new and you will improve yourself. Thank you. And it's also my belief that when you don't try something, that is 100% failure. <laughs> because what's the difference exactly. between receiving a no and not even trying? In both cases, you won't get it. But at least when you try, there is a percentage of probability you will get it. And that's much better than not trying. Or like some baseball players, they say, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And therefore, I love that life strategy. And to ask you, since you love reading, you seem to be more into knowledge and improvement and self-improvement and discovery and growth. Did you have that mindset? before being selected to go to Paris? Or did that experience change you and transform you? Because I can say that the most beautiful part about trying for something difficult and getting it isn't even that you get it, is the belief that you can get what you go after in life. And that totally changes your mindset in like one experience can totally transform your ability to be proactive in life. But about you, were you always a, someone who's trying to always develop and take more chances and opportunities and grow and learn? Or after Paris, you thought, wow, I'm capable of this. What more can I do? Um, I think I always had it myself, but maybe uh, it was rooted somewhere deep inside uh, but at least the idea that I went for many volunteer opportunities in Ukraine when I was sophomore student and this idea that I applied for this program that was probably like the the roots of my uh, idea to improve myself and to just go for it and uh, afterwards obviously this experience changed me a lot but I think uh as I was becoming older, I was more conscious about like my life and what I'm going to do afterwards. Uh, and I was more conscious about my actions. So I think just afterwards, uh, I was more aware, like, why do I need it and why it's the right thing to do? Thank you. And 
you're also, are you still a young ambassador at the European Neighborhoods and Enlargement? Uh, actually, I just, like a few, um, a few months uh, before that, I left the organization, but I was a young European ambassador for three years, almost three years. Can you share more about your beliefs and the role of Ukraine? And it's like part of being a neighbor and a part of Europe and the whole thing that was driving you and motivating you within that work. Because one of the bigger uh, thoughts in Ukraine is that, is Ukraine really part of Europe or more of a post-Soviet country and should be more involved in that? Or maybe I'm wrong about this. But comment about the European side of Ukraine and the relationship and the future of Ukraine and Europe? Uh, well, to begin with, I think um, this project that we've been doing, the Young European Ambassadors, it was an amazing initial um, organization uh, in order to, uh, you know, to nurture some European values within Ukrainian society. And at the same time, those people who were abroad and were European ambassador, Ukrainian ambassadors in Europe, it was a great um, opportunity for us also to show the European society who are Ukrainians and uh, that we are part of Europe and so on and so on. Uh, but for me, really, what is really important uh, is the idea that I've been to many countries and uh, every time when I speak to a foreign friend, uh, I always hear so many positive um, insights about Ukrainian people and uh, uh, every time I meet uh, a Ukrainian somewhere abroad, I always see this profile of a very smart and hardworking uh, person who knows many languages, who is very active and who takes part in different initiatives. And uh, I think like we have this um, amazing attitude just to to create something new and to change the things uh, for the better. Brilliant. Really, really great. And I agree with you. And therefore, just to ask you, because now you're in Italy and you are in Spain and you are in Paris and, uh, Paris and all over the world, do you plan to live and return to Ukraine or to develop more skills abroad? And if so, why? Um, I think, um, it's it, again, it's really hard to plan. But uh, what I think, and again, it's about why international education is important and all this international experience in general, is that because it's a great time and it's a great opportunity to uh, meet people from different cultures, to see how the things work in their countries or how the things work in the country where you live. And then you can uh, come back to Ukraine and implement different projects uh, the same way they work abroad and just give it a shot and see how they evolve in Ukraine. And I think this is a great idea. And well, there are already so many projects which started like that. So this is just a great idea to learn something from foreign experience, to learn from their mistakes, maybe, and then just try to implement something similar in Ukraine. Thank you. And if you were, in addition to Upgrader, when you would return to Ukraine and you have so much more experience and ideas, which sphere or area would you like to focus on in the projects that you do? It seems to me a lot of the guests, they focus on anti-corruption, 
some other people they focus on entrepreneurship spirit within youth or other people have different kinds of projects to your heart would you continue and be only focused and more on upgrader and the scholarship opportunities or are you thinking and do you consider in the future being involved with other spheres in your projects uh, well, I think uh, Upgrader will always be in my life, but more of as a hobby and more of a, my personal project in which I can help other people. Uh, but I would really uh, like to be engaged in other opportunities and uh, being able to contribute to the projects which will help to uh, improve different uh, sides of Ukrainian life for its citizen and maybe for a political system, etc. Thank you, Andriana. And you mentioned about Ukrainians, how they're smart, they are helpful, they are friendly, they speak multiple languages, they're involved in initiatives and projects. And to make it even more, let's say someone never visited Ukraine and they would like to learn from you who are Ukrainian people what is your favorite thing in addition to hospitality about Ukraine? And how would you describe the Ukrainian culture? What would you say? Um, I would say that the beauty of Ukraine is in its uh, rich culture and diversity. And uh, I would say to a foreigner that you can go to many parts of Ukraine and you can explore so many different things because every part is rich and is different in its own way. So it's a really nice, it would be a really nice adventure for a foreigner to visit different cities in Ukraine and to be at least for a short period of time a part uh, of this culture and just to see how people live and uh, ask them to tell them more stories about, about Ukraine, about our culture and about maybe politics if they want to. Uh, because sometimes... Uh, People have misperceptions about uh, Ukraine, Ukrainians, and what's going on there. So I always think it's a great idea just to, to, to visit Ukraine and to see how the things work and just talk to locals and, uh, yeah, just being immersed in, in the experience. Thank you, Andriana. It was a pleasure. And if people want to be involved with Upgrader, or to contact you and learn more about what you're doing and to communicate with you, what would be the best places for them to go and the links that you'd like me to write in the description? I would share, obviously, the links, uh, but if they want to come to my Instagram project account, uh, the nickname is app.grader. Uh, they can find all the information there and maybe I can share some other external links with you, like my LinkedIn or my personal Instagram account as well. And uh, yeah, I just also wanted to say a huge thank you for, for having me here tonight and for inviting me. It's been really a pleasure for me to participate in this podcast and at least a little bit to contribute to what you are doing. I think this is absolutely amazing. And uh, I hope you would agree that our discussion was an interesting one and really reflective. So I personally, I didn't even notice how the time passed. I agree with you 100%. It was really, really cool, and I cannot wait to share it. So I wish you a great day, Andriana. Thank you. You too.